Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. This is WTOP News. WTOP-FM Washington. WWWTFM Anassas. WTLP-FM Braddock Heights Frederick. You're listening to WTOP. Washington's news, traffic, and weather station. WTOP News. Facts matter. Good evening. I'm Sean Anderson. I'm Ann Kramer. Coming up. Breaking news. Colorado's Supreme Court takes Donald Trump off that state's ballot next year. We will go in-depth with the Washington Post at 7-15. Locally, there's also breaking news on that Confederate memorial at Arlington National Cemetery and whether it'll be moved out of there soon. A call to help solve Metro's budget crisis. I'm Dick Uliano. People in Alexandria speak out on the impact of a proposed Potomac Yard redevelopment. I'm Matt Small. Maryland hospitals are working to track down patients to give them money back. I'm Kate Ryan. On Wall Street today, the Dow ended up 252, NASDAQ up 98. WTOP at 7 o'clock. Donald Trump blocked from the Colorado primary ballot. Well, this is a bombshell. Raging floodwaters after East Coast storm. It's not safe, and it's only going to get worse from here. A final goodbye. Sandra Day O'Connor, an American pioneer. This is the CBS World News Roundup Late Edition. I'm Jennifer Kuyper. For the first time in history, Section 3 of the 14th Amendment has been used to disqualify a presidential candidate. In this case, the Colorado Supreme Court declares Republican Donald Trump ineligible for the presidency under the Constitution's Insurrection Clause. CBS News election law contributor David Becker. A 4-3 to three decision here in the Colorado Supreme Court found that It was an office that was contemplated by the 14th Amendment. The presidency was that the that the former president did engage in insurrection and that his speech was not protected by the First Amendment. And that therefore, under Colorado state law, since he was not a qualified candidate, he needed to be removed from the primary ballot for the upcoming Colorado Republican primary. The Trump campaign calls the Colorado disqualification ruling flawed and says it will quickly file an appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court. In much of the Northeast, there is no calm after yesterday's storms, only floods. I'm Peter King. Scoggin, An emergency manager announces states of emergency for all but two of Maine's 16 counties. Two people reportedly swept away in their car in Mexico, Maine. That's north of Portland. This woman in Wayne, New Jersey, was luckier and escaped this. My car stalled. And it just started to fill up so quick. Firefighters had a tough time navigating floodwaters to get to a burning house a few miles away in Lincoln Park, New Jersey. Back in New England, there was some good news along the Winooski River near Burlington, Vermont. The water levels are going down. At the U.S. Capitol. Protests over the Israel-Hamas war, this as world health officials voice anger over the continuing attacks on hospitals in Gaza. Senate leaders say they cannot reach a deal on funding for Ukraine or border security by the end of the year. The Senate has delayed its holiday recess in hopes of holding a vote this week. The nation says goodbye to the first woman ever to serve on the U.S. Supreme Court. President Biden delivered remarks at today's funeral service for retired Justice Sandra Day O'Connor. Sandra Day O'Connor, the daughter of the American West, was a pioneer in her own right, breaking down the barriers in legal and political worlds and the nation's consciousness. On Wall Street, the Dow jumped 252 points. Now this. 
Staples stores provide innovative products and services for small business, remote workers and learners, even teachers and parents. Explore more at your local Staples store. 703 here on WTOP on this Tuesday evening, December 19th, 2023. It's 35 at DuPont Circle. We're going down to the 20s later. Good evening. I'm Dimitri Sotis with the top local stories we're following this hour. Breaking news on WTOP. A federal judge in Alexandria says tonight that the Confederate Memorial at Arlington National Cemetery can come down after all. Crews began work yesterday to remove the century-old memorial, but had to stop after the judge issued a temporary restraining order. During a hearing this afternoon, the judge said that he issued the injunction after getting an urgent phone call from a group called Defend Arlington. They told the judge that the grave sites next to the memorial were being disturbed by contractors working to remove the statue. In his ruling tonight, the judge says he toured the site and didn't even see a single blade of grass out of place. Cemetery leaders say they are required by law to finish the removal by the end of the year, so the contractors doing the work have only limited ability over the next week or so and need to get to work. An independent commission recommended removal of the memorial last year in conjunction with a review of Army bases with Confederate names. Stay with us for additional details as they come in here on WTOP. Area governments respond to the drastic budget cuts proposed by Metro's general manager, with the system facing a $750 million budget deficit. Metro says 10 stations would be completely shut down. Half of Metro bus routes would be eliminated if they don't get the money. Now a work group for the Metropolitan Washington Council of Governments says it should help, but Metro needs to do more as well. WTOP's Dick Giuliano has our report. Metro has warned of sharp service cutbacks, fare hikes, and layoffs because of its big budget deficit, largely driven by the COVID shutdown. COGS Executive Director Clark Mercer says D.C., Maryland, Virginia, and the counties and municipalities that help fund Metro must come up with more money. Metro's base budget needs to be adjusted upwards, and that's consistent with every other business in the public and private sectors. A COG work group also recommends targeted service reductions and working with local leaders to determine what stays and what goes. What routes are we talking? What does that mean for Metro train? What does that mean for bus? The group also recommends fare hikes and lowering administrative costs. Dick Iuliano, WTOP News. The reported $2.2 billion Potomac Yard project, which would see the Caps and Wizards leave D.C., and move across the river to Alexandria is prompting mixed feelings there in the city. In Virginia, WTOP's Matt Small has that. There's a revenue enhancement for for the area and for Virginia. But Dan McGowan, who WTOP found shopping at the Potomac Yard Target, says while Virginia taxpayers like himself have a role in bringing Ted Leonsis' arena here, he should be picking up a larger share of the costs. The Washington Post reports a study produced by J.P. Morgan for Virginia says the state would need to create a sports and entertainment authority to issue a pair of bond offerings and pay up another $300 million from existing city and state funds. Even Marylanders like Shirley Harrison say the deal doesn't sit well with them. I don't think these people deserve the traffic that that will bring. Really, they have enough with people like us coming over here to shop. Now I want to add more? Oh, my God. In Alexandria, Matt Small, WTOP News. Dozens of people calling for a ceasefire in the Israel-Hamas war were arrested today at the U.S. Capitol. The demonstrators protested in the rotunda. They scattered children's shoes across the floor to symbolize what they say is the number of Palestinian kids who have been killed during the war. The rotunda was briefly closed while Capitol Police took about 60 people into custody. Demonstrating inside congressional buildings is against the law. The protesters have been charged with obstructing.
If you've ever taken a trip to the emergency room, you know the feeling of dread when it comes to getting your hospital bill in the mail. In the coming years, some people treated at Maryland hospitals, though, may be getting some good news in that respect. The search is on for people who were billed for emergency care but should not have been. Maryland State Delegate Laura Charcutian explains. Someone who comes into the hospital, generally the emergency room or, or but otherwise, and is eligible for financial assistance, is supposed to be informed about the possibility, uh, supported to apply, and should receive it. But for years that didn't happen, and millions of dollars was collected from patients who should not have had to pay. Now, the Baltimore Banner reports state agencies, hospitals, and the Health Services Cost Review Commission will work to identify those patients and issue refunds starting in mid-2024. The refunds will be issued to patients who were entitled to free care between 2017 through 2021. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. He is about three months into the school year. So what has the new superintendent of Prince George's County Public Schools learned so far? And where does he think things are going moving forward? Improving school safety is one of four actions new Superintendent Millard House says he's been focused on since the start, noting how high school students now need a clear backpack, as the county also adds screening technology to every high school. But in his new 90-day report, House says only 43% of middle and high school students feel safe in school, which he says is actually up a bit from last year. His new budget proposal includes more than $7 million for more safety and security updates. House is also vowing that next year the county will offer more special education support and new policies could also mean more charter schools in the future john dome in wtop news still to come here after traffic and weather fedex is busy right now however its latest earnings are not shining brightly stay with us michael and son's heating tune-up for only 59 dollars Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks. And we're going to Bob Imler in the WTOP Traffic Center. In Arlington on Glebe Road at Military Road, there has been a crash involving an overturned vehicle. It is affecting traffic in both directions, so be alert for delays. Should be getting by under police direction on Glebe Road. Again, that's south of Chain Bridge Road at Military Road involving an overturned vehicle. Still have not cleared out from the first motorcade on the inner loop of the Beltway. Delays are starting at Route 7 getting to the American Legion Bridge. Where the pace picks up, uh, by the time you get past River Road, you're good to go getting up to 270. Uh, Outer Loop is uh, much better now, uh, headed southbound from the 270 spur. You do slow from River Road over the American Legion Bridge. And on 66, you're running pretty well for the most part. Of course, George Washington Parkway has been open for a while now. And uh, Outer Loop only briefly slow at the Wilson Bridge. 395 north at the 14th Street Bridge uh, still has some delays. They clear the truck outbound on the Key Bridge, but there are still lingering delays on M Street and also on Canal Road coming inbound, trying to get out to the Key Bridge. Maryland side, 95, Baltimore, Washington Parkway doing all right, as is 270, 50 out to the Bay Bridge is pretty quiet. Bob Inler, WTOP Traffic. Okay, Bob, now we're headed to Steve Rudin. He's 7 News First Alert Meteorologist. Skies will continue to clear, moving through the remainder of the evening and into the overnight with wake-up temperatures tomorrow morning in the 20s to lower 30s. Sunshine is back, full force for your Wednesday, a good travel day. Temperatures mid-40s to around 50. It's not going to be quite as windy. We'll see temperatures nearing 50 degrees on Thursday, cooler on Friday behind a dry cold front. Highs will be in the middle 40s, mid to upper 40s on Saturday, and 50s come Sunday and Christmas Day. I'm 7 News Meteorologist Steve Rudin in the First Alert Weather Center. DuPont Circle 35, Germantown 33, and Annandale 35 degrees. Some of us could be down into the 20s overnight. Brought to you by Long Fence. Save 25% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. 
Six months, no payment, no interest financing. Terms and conditions apply. Go to longfence.com. Money News 10 and 40 past the hour with Steve Dresner. Some surprising post-trading news for shipping mogul FedEx, and it wasn't really positive. For the second straight quarter, the Memphis-based company lowered its quarterly sales outlook. FedEx shares fell 8% in after-hours trading as the delivery giant lowered its revenue forecast due to weaker sales numbers. Well, all positive numbers across the board on Wall Street. The Dow finished up 251, the S&P 500 was up 27 and the Nasdaq was up 98. Steve Dresner, WTOP News. Australia's ASX 200 is up nearly 1% in early trading in the Asia-Pacific region. We'll keep you updated on WTOP. Next, we're going to turn to breaking news out of Colorado, where the state Supreme Court is keeping Donald Trump off the ballot. Stay with us tonight. This report is sponsored by Pepco.com slash more than energy. Who works hard every day to keep energy affordable, reliable, and sustainable for their customers? It's how they deliver more than energy. Learn more at Pepco.com slash more than energy. 712. Hello, I'm Cardinal Wilton Gregory of the Roman Catholic Archdiocese of Washington. Each Christmas, we celebrate the birth of a divine child who changed the course of human history. In celebrating the infant Jesus, we are reminded that this gift from God came to all of us in a humble setting to earthly parents who provided a home that was very simple but filled with abundant love and faith. This year, I pray that each one of us may experience Christmas as a time when we know such love. I invite you to celebrate the birth of Jesus with your family of faith. Join us for Mass on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. Find a parish near you at adw.org. May the peace of Christ and the wonder of God's love be yours this Christmas and throughout the coming year. Coming up here, Georgetown is keeping it close on the road. Why Maryland will be shorthanded in next weekend's bowl game. Sports in 10 minutes with Rob on WTOP. Join me, Mark Maselli, and co-host Margaret Flinner for the next Conversations on Healthcare on Federal News Network. Washington's top healthcare policy reporters will share their insights about the important issues facing Congress, the White House, and the nation. We'll hear from leading journalists from The Hill, Axios, and others about what's making news and the healthcare policy prognosis for 2024 as the presidential race heats up. Conversations on Healthcare on Federal News Network this Saturday and Sunday, 9.30 a.m. The National Capital Region's college football game is the Military Bowl, presented by GoBowling.com, featuring the Virginia Tech Hokies and the Tulane Green Wave on Wednesday, December 27th at the Navy Marine Corps Memorial Stadium in Annapolis. Get tickets at MilitaryBowl.org. FNB is proud to sponsor the Military Bowl and proud to offer innovative banking technology to help current and former service members achieve their financial missions. Let's get started at FNB-Online.com. That's FNB-Online.com. Member FDIC. There was this one time I went snorkeling in the Caribbean when I was a kid. It really just blew my mind. We saw the most beautiful corals. I remember thinking they were waving at us as they moved with the ocean. And then there were all these amazing fish. I'll never forget it. It completely changed the way I look at the ocean. Most of us have a memory of being in nature we'll never forget. Let's protect the world's natural places so more memories can be made for generations to come. Visit worldwildlife.org. Washington's top news, WTOP. Facts 
Matter. 715, and I'm Dimitri Sotis. Thanks a lot for being with us. Breaking news on WTOP. A divided Colorado Supreme Court declared former President Trump is not eligible for the White House under the U.S. Constitution's insurrection clause and removed him from the Colorado presidential primary ballot. It sets up a likely showdown in the nation's highest court to decide whether the frontrunner for the GOP nod can stay in the race. Let's take you live tonight to Washington Post national political reporter Isaac Arnsdorf. Isaac, this is brand new, but notable that Colorado has gone this way. Many other states say the former president must stay on the ballot. What is your uh, kind of instant analysis on what we learned in recent minutes? Well, that's right. This, these kinds of lawsuits um, challenging Trump's eligibility have also been tried in a number of other states, Michigan and Minnesota. But this is the first time uh, that a court has ruled against Trump uh, t- taking – and the effect of this now would be to take him off the primary ballot in Colorado. But the campaign has already said that they will appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court. So um, anything more to do there except to watch and see what the, the high court decides? I mean, it's one state, uh, but significant that it's gone the other way compared to, as you mentioned, uh, five or six other situations where they said, no, he's got to stay on the ballot. Right. It would, I mean, it wouldn't really affect the outcome of the primary as it continues to unfold, but it brings another issue to the Supreme Court, um, you know, pending before the election with the Supreme Court already considering an argument by Trump's lawyers that the prosecution, the federal prosecution against him for attempting to interfere in the 2020 election can't proceed uh, because they argue that he is immune to litigation arising from his actions as president. Let's talk about what you've been uh, writing about. Uh, Again, we're staying with Donald Trump and the primaries here, but the Trump campaign now anticipates winning enough delegates to secure the Republican nomination by March Of course, he's been leading in the polls all along. Uh, How have we suddenly moved to uh, maybe what some might label a coronation here? Well, you know, looking at the polls as a snapshot, if the uh, if the election were held today, um, a combination of the public polls and their own internal polling, um, they're basically uh, estimating how many delegates they would expect to win in each of the primary contests. And when they get to the magic number, that would be a majority of bound delegates on the first ballot of the Republican at the Republican National Convention in July. Um, and they see that happening in late March, um, not on Super Tuesday, but on the sort of second Super Tuesday, a couple weeks later on the 19th. Um, now, that's, of course, uh, not assuming that anyone drops out. Functionally, it could happen a lot sooner uh, with the polls that we're seeing out of Iowa and New Hampshire. Uh, if Trump puts up double-digit wins in Iowa and New Hampshire, there's never been a candidate who's won Iowa and New Hampshire who hasn't gone on to be the nominee. Yeah, uh, quite a contrast to 2016, where, of course, you know, initially we had a whole bunch of people in the race and some were very slow to drop out. And if memory serves, it was something like May when it was much more clear, I should say, that Donald Trump would be the nominee. Well, you had a lot more resistance within the party to Trump at that time, whereas he's consolidated his support among Republicans in the time since um, throughout his term as president. Uh, you also had steps that the, that the RNC took to sort of thin the field through the debate criteria, which had the effect of starting to weed people out. 
Yeah, yeah, it's just, uh, he, he's just moving right along. Uh, I have a final question about the polls showing Donald Trump beating Joe Biden. Uh, this is even though uh, on the campaign trail, Trump has been criticized for using some very, uh, what people would label extreme language about poisoning the blood of America, talking about migrants and things that uh, hail back to the 1930s. Uh, that doesn't seem to be slowing him down at all, though. Not in the Republican primary polls. You know, the, this far out, the, the hypothetical general election matchups um, don't have a great track record, um, but it's what we have. And it's certainly something that is making the Trump campaign bullish about an expanded electoral college battleground map, um, whereas the Biden campaign knows they've got their work cut out for them. Uh, Isaac, thank you for taking all of this on tonight and joining us with your reporting. Thank you. Isaac Arnsdorf with The Washington Post on WTOP. Let's go to Bob Imler in the WTOP Traffic Center. Interloop Beltway still hung up pretty badly from Route 7 getting across the American Legion Bridge up to a point near River Road where the pace does pick up. Georgetown Pike is uh, very slow each way getting to the Beltway, of course, because of that delay. And in Arlington on uh, Glebe Road at Military Road, there is a crash involving an overturned vehicle. And traffic is slow in each direction getting around that. On 66, though, really no delays to report. 395 and 95 all but cleared out. The only 395 slowdown is approaching the 14th Street Bridge northbound. And Beltway through Montgomery and Prince George's County is pretty much running without delay. The only slow traffic in Montgomery County on the Beltway is on the outer loop from River Road getting to the American Legion Bridge. 95 on the Baltimore-Washington Parkway with brief volume delays, 270 as well. And clear sailing on 50 out to the Bay Bridge. Bob Inler, WTLP Traffic. Next we go to Steve Rudin. He's 7 News First Alert Meteorologist. Our skies continue to clear, moving through the remainder of the evening and into the overnight with wake-up temperatures tomorrow morning in the 20s to lower 30s. Winds will also settle down. Tomorrow, a really nice day. Mostly sunny, mid-40s to around 50 degrees. Come Thursday, an easy travel day across the mid-Atlantic with highs approaching 50 and lots of sunshine. We're in the middle 40s on Friday and Saturday. Christmas Eve, we're trending dry. Christmas Day, highs lower to middle 50s. I'm 7 News Meteorologist Steve Rudin, the First Alert Weather Center. Alexandria 35, Penn Quarter 37, Columbia 33 degrees. It's going to get a whole lot colder down to the lower 20s in some suburban areas overnight. We're brought to you by Len the Plumber Heating and Air. Trusted same-day service, seven days a week. Top stories we're working on here on WTOP. A federal judge in Alexandria says a Confederate memorial can now be removed from Arlington National Cemetery. Our other breaking story, the Colorado Supreme Court has ruled that Donald Trump should stay off the primary ballot in that state. We'll have a special report about that coming right up on WTOP. We all hear the radio ads about the IRS. They tell you to be afraid, to be scared, and they try to frighten you into calling. I'm not here to do that. Tax Relief Advocates is different. TRA is here to tell you that if you owe money to the IRS, whether it's $5,000, $50,000, or $500,000, we have a solution. It doesn't matter if you're sitting in your car, at work, or with your kids. No matter where you are, call now. 800-575-1794. Don't lose hope. TRA can eliminate or reduce what you owe to the IRS. There is zero risk to you. If we can't reduce your tax debt, then you pay nothing. Our passion is taxes and helping individuals fix their IRS problems. We have a five-star rating on Google and Yelp and an A-plus with the Better Business Bureau. You don't need to be afraid of the IRS any longer. End your tax nightmare today by visiting us online at TRA.com or call 800-575-1794. That's 800-575-1794. Tax Relief Advocates. Real solutions for real people. This is John from 2060 Digital. 
and one of our retail partners asked us how they can improve their holiday season marketing. This is peak time for profits and competition, so you need to spend your ad dollars wisely. Syncing your digital conversions with your website's analytics and your point-of-sale system will prove your rate of return and allow you to put your money in the right place. For more questions and tips, visit us at 2060digital.com slash DC. CBS News special report. Colorado's Supreme Court has ruled former president and current candidate Donald Trump ineligible to be president due to the insurrection clause of the Constitution. The court has ordered his name taken off the state's GOP primary ballot. University of Virginia politics professor Larry Sabato. It's a shock because... Uh, So many other courts in the states have already said Trump could remain on the ballot and that the particular provision of the 14th Amendment did not apply to presidents. But the court said Trump incited the Capitol insurrection and his speech that day was not protected by the First Amendment. CBS's Robert Costa. This is disrupting how Republicans are talking to me about his leading rival, former ambassador Nikki Haley, wondering if Trump's legal challenges push his campaign out of the mainstream, if he's someone who's going to have to challenge us all the way to the Supreme Court. And Trump's campaign says that's exactly where they're going next. CBS News Special Report. I'm Peter King. Stay with WTOP and WTOP.com for frequent updates on this breaking political story tonight. It was another day in court for the D.C. government when it comes to the spike in crime among young people and what happens to teens when they're arrested. WTOP's Mike Marillo tells us a judge is still weighing whether the district should be held in contempt for not having enough beds for the teens that are taken into custody. It's a case over the space available in a less jail-like environment for arrested kids at D.C.'s Youth Detention Center facility. It comes after the court ordered D.C.'s Department of Youth Rehabilitation Services to provide more shelter beds. Recently, it added 10 to its facility. And in court today, Sam Abed, director of DYRS, says they've signed contracts with three other independent facilities to offer 24 more beds by next March. Judge Andrea Hertzfield called the move progress, says she wants an update in March before deciding on whether the city should be held in contempt. At D.C. Superior Court, Mike Marillo, WTOP News. Sports at 25 and 55. Powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. 725. Now as we go to Rob Woodfork. Well, Georgetown was on the wrong end of a run to end the first half. They trail Butler 40-27 at the break. 32% shooting and one for nine from three is not a way to win on the road. Three other games of local interest also just getting underway. Uh, Maryland has uh, won two straight games entering uh, a contest against Nichols at Xfinity Center tonight. That's a later start at 830 uh, Maryland football without Talia Tungavailoa in the Music City Bowl. The Terps quarterback today opting out to begin preparations for the NFL draft. Redshirt sophomore Billy Edwards Jr. will get the start, but coach Mike Loxley reminds us Billy won't be alone. You know, he still has a bunch of the weapons available to him on the outside with Prather and Ty Felton and Jay Sean Jones, the run game, and the O-line is pretty much intact. So he has enough weapons, I think, that will allow him to operate our stuff. Redshirt freshman Cameron Edge also figures to see some time against Auburn on December 30. Up a level, the commanders signed long 